Hey, Bill here. I hope you all really enjoyed that murder mystery. It was a lot of fun to do. Uh, we're doing something slightly different than we've done before, which is we have our own separate episode now as like a post-mystery uh, debrief, talking about what happened in the mystery, what we could do differently, what we were feeling and how it all went. We're also in this episode naming our detective of the arc to go up on our wall of detectives. So stay tuned for that. As we said, when we started this arc, there'll be some kind of break between this mystery and the next. It's not going to go straight into the next mystery, uh, but it will be less of a break than it was before this one. Uh, so keep an ear out for when that next one will start. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with any announcements we make based on that, you can join our Discord, there's a link below, uh, or follow us on Twitter or Facebook, which is where those announcements will come out. In the meantime, if you're looking for stuff to listen to, uh, if you haven't checked out our other show, Escape This Podcast, you should go and check that out. Uh, we're starting a new connected arc of virtual escape rooms at the end of January, so that's something fun you can listen to. And we also have a bunch of bonus episodes for our patrons. Now, our Patreon started as an Escape This Podcast Patreon, but is now a general uh, area for all of the shows that we make, which means there is now uh, bonus episodes for both Escape This Podcast and Solve This Murder appearing there. If you listen to our bonus episode before this arc started, uh, that's what we're doing on our Patreon. For all our $5 donors, you can get every fortnight a new episode of Two Minute Mysteries in which we solve Two Minute Mysteries, which are from the uh, books written by Donald Sobel, and we discuss them, we make our own versions, and then we try and solve the actual mysteries. That's been a lot of fun. There's also bonus episodes for all of our escape room-based content and other things there. Uh, we're also in the process of working on trying to get badges going for uh, Solve This Murder. We've already shipped out... Uh, escape this podcast badges to all our $10 donors. But from this point on, we're going to have the $10 be, uh, you can choose whether you want solve this murder badges or escape this podcast badges. And uh, you can also get both at a higher tier as well. That's still in the works. We're hoping to get that organized. But if you want to check that out, uh, that's a really great place to get even more extra bonus content and help support our show uh, and support what we're doing uh, in the kind of podcasting area. So hopefully you enjoy uh, the, this sort of debrief. It's a very long episode. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a brief debrief, uh, but I hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you when the next murder mystery starts. Bye. Welcome to Solve This Murder. I'm your detective, Bill. And I'm your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Danny. Except, no. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not, nah. your, I'm not your detective, Bill. I'm your fireside chat post-show discussion having person, Bill. I'm just Danny. Oh, oh. she's just Danny. Uh, so this is Solve This Murder, I suppose, but not quite. This is a, we're, doing, we're retrospecting. We're, we're discussing this murder. We're, we're talking. I don't know a name for this. See, on our other show, Escape This Podcast, we called our post-show discussion episodes podcast this escape. It that was, was silly easy. and ridiculous and backwards. But I don't really have a good name no, for what this, this is. Murder This Soul doesn't Murder This Soul doesn't work. make any sense, nor does podcast to this murder, because that's yeah. also not quite right. Uh, if you have any ideas, please email them to us or tweet them at us and maybe we can get some audience input on naming what this new version of the Alternatively, this new thing is. it'll remain Solve This Murder post-show. Yeah, Solve This Murder post-show is so boring. Say But it's these. Somps. Somps, Welcome Billy. to Somps, everybody. Uh, so on Somps, 
What we do is... Wait, that's not how things work. Where did I get that yeah. O from? Wait, where did you get that O from? Why am I listening to you? Welcome to Stumps. I'm just Danny. Welcome to Stumps. Uh, on Stumps, what we do is uh, we, we discuss the murder mystery that we just did. This is not something we've done before. But uh, we're doing it now. Just kind of talking through what happened. It's retrospective. I think on earlier ones, we sort of added that in to the end of the final episode. Yeah, a little more. Just to fill time. Um, But I think this is better to give it its own episode with its own full sort of... It's really fair. I think it'll help me more when it comes to creating the next one. Yeah, that's true. Now, it has been a while since we recorded uh, the the episodes for this murder. Yeah, how much do you remember? Uh, I think I remember a fair amount. It's not like we've recorded any other murders since, so it's all fine. (laughs) Um, but when recording this now, after the final episode has come out and we've we've had everybody's guesses in, so we're also today going to be naming the uh, detective, detective of the, of the arc, arc, the person who's going on our wall of detectives, which you can now check out. Uh, there's a there's a we a link below, but you can go to like something like literally like consume this media, which is our company, consumethismedia.com slash wall of detectives or wall hyphen of detectives. Yeah, there'll be a link below, but you can go and see who's finished every arc. The other thing we haven't done is because of the hiatus, we never actually did a solve a, a detective of the arc for Slain Singer. We're not going to do that this episode, but we will do that before the next arc comes we will? out. I think we need to. We can't leave it with a no detective. But I don't remember anything. We'll have to go back and investigate the archives. Man. That's what we're going to have to do. But we're going to do that near, closer to the end, probably. What we're going to start with is discussing how it was. Now, how did you feel about the murder in general, Danny? <laughs> I'm putting it on I'm putting it on you. I don't know what do you want me to say about that? Like all of them, it, I felt like I was in a chaotic panic the entire time. <laughs> I will say actually one thing we could discuss is we had during this recording like so we recorded over quite a few weeks as well. Usually yeah. we record this in one or two days. We took this took us a lot longer. We were basically doing a single day for every episode yep. to record, which was with and not one after the other, with some breaks in between, which was a bit different than usual. Uh, but we realised one of the conflicting images that we had in our heads that led to some issues in previous murder mysteries, and and this one as well, mm. which is the difference in how we're picturing it um, as a as a piece of media, I guess, or what 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 makes a murder mystery or the style of murder mystery, I suppose. Yeah. I'm not, I don't quite know how to. To identify this. But when we talked about it before, I feel like it ended up being a difference in level of proceduralism and when to go from one thing to the next thing and what order in which to do things tended to be a big conflict. We're sort of saying that in my head what I was picturing, not not knowingly, but I think I was picturing this like a police procedural Mm. rather than a whodunit because my my instinct was always... You know, like an order of, like, if you've ever seen an episode of uh, Law and Order, uh, which I haven't seen that many of, so I don't know why, <laughs> but like cop shows, right, where the, the structure of a mystery solving is you find out about the crime, you talk to one of the people, that person says something, and they always end the interview like, a, like of course, John was always around, and there's like a look to the camera, and then the next is scene is an interview with John, mm. and John tells you a little bit more, and he says something that indicates that you should go and do the next thing, so you go and do that. And you find a piece of evidence that suggests one person, so you walk up to that person yeah. and ask them yeah, exactly, about it. Right? You find the evidence that indicates it was Mark, so you go up to Mark, you say, what about this evidence? Because that's the next beat mm. of the story. And each, each one leads you narratively from the start to the finish, uh, to, and, that may, and then something will happen at the end. Like That's kind of how those procedural things are done. Even stuff like like House, right, where they'll go, oh, I'm House, 
I think it's this. We do the test for that disease. That reveals some yep. new weird thing. <laughs> so now I think it's this disease. So I do the test for that disease. That reveals some new fact. Now I think it's this. And it just follows on that yeah, way. Procedurals think... follow that path. And I think in my head, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Whereas where I'm coming from, it's mostly, I suppose, about... Just looking at your basic means motive opportunity and carrying those and those are the I need those things all around with you as you do everything and you just sort of pick things up and put them in your knowledge inventory as time goes by and so you keep all of them and then every now and again you take all of the things you've got and try to arrange them mm. in a pattern. And I think the closest we got to that, because we had this discussion right before the Red Strings episode, yeah. because the Red Strings, which was like a one-off moment in this, is pretty much how you envision all of the mystery should take place. Pretty much. It's every new piece of information. You go back to your board and you think, okay, now I know this. Let's not follow that. Let's take stock of it and re-ask questions. Go back to the old people, the previous you know, people, yeah, look at this, look at the other. What could that mean? Where could it fit in? And I think the, the difference is like a procedural in that A goes to B goes to C goes to D goes to solution makes sense, but Definitely not in this context where you had no control over what A was. Mm. And therefore, even if A went to B, went to C, went to D, if I randomly decide to start at C, we'll never see A and yeah. B, right? And because of that collaborative mystery solving thing, I'm trying to follow, in like not knowingly, but unconsciously, I'm trying to follow a structure that doesn't work when it's not a pre-written narrative. And it definitely makes me feel like I'm in a struggle with a couple of ones, this one included, because it means you find a path with one of the characters who is not the murderer and you follow them incessantly and yes. they are the focus. And so then by the time because you I'm... find out that they're not the murderer, it feels like, well, why did we just waste all our time on that person then? Because it also, for me, like it makes sense because I'm I can only follow up on things that I know about and so when you give me a new thing, you say, and also here's this piece of evidence or here's this piece of rumour that you found. I couldn't, I can't, like it's odd for me to feel like, oh, a lead? I'm not going to follow that because <laughs> maybe there are other leads to follow. Right? So I'm feeling like when you give me these things, you are telling me this is what you should do. Like if you want to follow pr appropriately, this is the next step. I've given it to you right now. I feel now. like that's already an interesting point that you've used. You've, you keep using the word lead. I have never seen Poirot talk about having a lead. That's a police term. Yeah, right? It's a procedural thing. Hey, we've got a lead, we're going to follow it. Mm. Right? But I think that's what I'm doing. And it's me, like, rather than trying to find this, the, this stuff myself, I'm going, well, you've just given me a thing. Why wouldn't I not? Why would I not go? Right? When you say, mm. oh, and then I heard Izzy's phone going off, I'd be like, great, that's clearly what the next step is because Danny's given it to me. Danny said, Izzy's got a weird phone thing. If I'm making another decision of what I want to do, I'm going to pick up on the thing that just came out of that conversation. I'm going to do that as my next thing. That's fair. Whereas for me, that would be a thing to keep in mind. Maybe there will be some way that you can investigate that further later. But do not just go up to Izzy and ask her about her weird phone thing. Because to me, that then puts me in the position of, oh, crap, now I've got to figure out, is Izzy the sort of person who is going to lie in this situation? Who's going to semi-tell the truth in the situation? Is she going to tell the whole truth in this situation? What if you try to intimidate her? What sort of level of intimidation is she susceptible to? Mm. And that is a lot to process mm. But at the, the same time, go. like to me, it feels like what we hate about... So we, we play uh, Nancy Drew games on Twitch. Uh, one of the three aspects of consume this media is play this game, which is our Twitch channel. Uh, and we play Nancy Drew games. And we have a, a, a common thing, which we both get incredibly angry at, which is when Nancy solves a puzzle and it's like a piece of paper that says, you know, Jen was in the 
bar at the time of the murder. And we go, oh my gosh. And then we go talk to Jen and the only conversation options are goodbye because Nancy doesn't want to talk about this yet. We instinctively, when we're given that situation, we have that feeling of like, a piece of thing. Let's go confront Jen about it. I disagree. We just had that in the last stream we were playing. I think that those games have taught us that sometimes that's the right thing to do. Were it a real life situation, my instinct would be to go to someone else and talk to them about this thing. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, so I think we we kind of identified this. I I would expect Jen to lie. (laughs) We identified this as something... What do you do in that case if you confront this Jen person, say, what is this? And she says, huh? Yeah, then, then you're stuck. just as stuck as if there were no options. Well, what if you go say to someone else, what is this? And they go, ah. The, ah. <laughs> that's the sound. That's how you flippantly make the same sound. Yeah, but you're assuming that Jen is guilty of something, in which case the other people are not guilty of something. Mm. Therefore, they would have no reason to do that. They would be trying to help. Even if like things that they say are not amazingly relevant, they would have more that they would try to offer. Oh, yeah, they're going to try and help, are they? Like Winifred did in this arc? Yes. <laughs> I don't. What, what? She was covering for the murder of the whole time. By the way, spoilers. If you haven't listened to the arc, I don't know why you're listening to this. But Winifred, she was covering for the murderer. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So I think we are kind of identified that we had a different approach yeah. to how you would do this, and that we still haven't quite figured it out. Six or whatever mysteries in. Yeah. Right. That we never noticed that this was what was going on, but it was clearly a cause of confusion in creating each of these mysteries mm. or in playing them through. Is that you built them? expecting a different style of mystery solving than I brought into Mm. it. And I solved them expecting a different style of mystery writing. Yeah. I expected you to be laying a... I think, again, not no, never thought this through, but I think I had this expectation that you had set up piles of breadcrumbs and I was just going to follow one of those lines and it was going to lead me there. You know, it was clue to clue to clue to clue to clue until I'm done. Yeah, and that's right? definitely Which is not also, what I was thinking. And again, and again, maybe has some connection to the way we've been doing virtual escape rooms, right? Where you know you'll often have an arrow path that leads all through, and then a, a separate one, and they'll converge somewhere. Hmm. And so the general escape room strategy is: you find something, you follow that clue until it leads to the dead end. Then you go, great, that's a dead end. I'm going to go find another starting point, follow that until it meets the same dead end. Mm. And so that still has the same feeling of like, just that's two separate trails of breadcrumbs that will then lead to the yeah, same. Yeah, I approach spot. mysteries totally differently. And to I think escape again, rooms. I'm caught up on this escape room thing, which we had from the very beginning, where I was trusting everybody yeah. and not think. And now it's a separate aspect of that that is making this solution a bit harder. Yeah, to me, murder mysteries, when I try to read them, and I'm feeling particularly smug about this because I just read another Agatha Christie that I hadn't read for a while and I totally picked who the murderer was <laughs> relatively early on. It just becomes a matter you of... idiot Poirot. You look at all... It wasn't a You're p- an idiot, Miss Marple. You're no. an idiot ancient... Yes, it was the one ancient set in ancient Egypt. Egyptian detective? No. Grain harvester? What do people do in ancient Egypt? Lots of things. Potter? I mean, they were largely like a big farming fam- family. They had lots of land. No. Okay. Um, uh, but there were obviously there were a lot of people in it. They didn't all have one <laughs> job. Um, but yeah, to me, it tends to be a cool. Let's look at all of your suspects. Let's look at what could have happened. Now, initially, you're at the point where any of them could have done it, 
And as bits of evidence come in, what you're trying to do is say, cool, does anything rule out this person having been able to do it? You're doing it like a logic puzzle with those grids. I mean, a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, so like, everything is an option at the start and you're trying to make little crosses in the possible lines that are there and see what thing still definitely flows through. And by the end, ideally, there should only be one that follows everything and that chick that checks off everything as mm. you go through. That is all that, that does feel, it does feel the same as like uh, one of those logic puzzles where you go, mm. okay, so A can't be a triangle. Okay, so I cross off that A is a triangle. I know that for a fact. And then B, well, B has one tri- fewer you know, sides than, than, than F. A. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, so okay, so that can't make them. F can't be this. Thing. And then once you've usually, when you do those, you go through the whole list, and then you go back to the start, and you go through the whole list again, and you see if any of those were contradictions. Exactly. And then you go through again, and you just keep rounding I, these I contradictions suppose that's off true. until you get to the final solution. So maybe because I can't think of anything as the way it is, I keep thinking of these as, as escape rooms. I'll just make, <laughs> I'll just think of them like logic puzzles, and then we're done. Mm. And now I've solved the problem. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so so what that might mean for the future, for more of the... We haven't even talked about the actual mystery yet. We just talked about mm. this. But what that might mean is that for future episodes, future mysteries, there'll be a different style to it, I think. Let's right? find out. Let's find out how much Let's we hope. just sort of fall back Maybe into we'll just, what we're well, that might also subconsciously happen. expecting. Like, my gosh, I, I have on the first page of my notes a murder-solving plan that was in no way followed. <laughs> because I started mm-hmm. the murder-solving plan... And then I found a little clue and then I just followed it off on a tangent. Mm. So I was like, I've, so I've got this, I think I said it in the first episode. I've got this murder solving plan, which is like one, investigate the scene, look what happened, see if anything's out of place, physical evidence. Two, recreate the crime, question witnesses about the times, what they saw, compare for contradictions. Motives, so that's number three, motives, ask witnesses about themselves, other witnesses, didn't do that, my gosh, victim, <laughs> analyze for the motive. Uh, and four, opportunity, alibis, uh, search the witnesses, time of day, things like that. Collect all that, solve, denouement, right? Mm. That was not how it went because I started investigating the scene and I was okay. And then I was like, great, now I'll recreate the crime. I'll question people where they were. And then I was like, oh, a party. Okay, now I've got to find out about this party. Now I've got the party. Oh, to what, Isabella was left? Okay, now I've got to talk to Isabella what she did when she left. Okay, she left. Oh, but somebody else left. Okay, so I've got to talk to Rome about where he went. Oh, now I'm following these bottles. Okay, now, and I just went on the, and I got caught away and I never went back to the other stuff. And don't get me wrong, that stuff was good to have. It just wasn't good to like the one thing to focus on. Yeah. It was a piece. Yeah, and, and I was yeah. It's just unfortunate that in the following of that, you would do things like not talk to two characters until episode five. Yeah, right. Which I do all the time mm. because nothing just directly led them to me. At least because you're not trying to lay a thing that leads me to yeah. talk to them. Because you're like, surely he'll talk to them because he wants to get all the information. But I'm like, hey, if no breadcrumbs lead to their door, I'm not knocking. I need a breadcrumb trail, <laughs> and then I'll knock on their door. And that's kind of like the issue. That's where. So yeah. you, the things that you would expect as a as a basic reaction, I'm like, why? Well, obviously, she doesn't expect it because she didn't lead me on a trail <laughs> to them. Yeah. Whereas I'm going, oh my god, these are two murder suspects that for some reason you don't, yeah, care, I just don't about. care about. Them. <laughs> murder suspects. Uh, well, tell me, did you overhear somebody putting bottles and uh, burying some bottles while whistling? Because if you didn't, I don't even care. Well, look, let's not say that there was nothing that helped lead towards it because things that you learned about the party was Vicky showed something on her phone to the two other girls that were still at the party. Mm, that's true. But also, like, when I'm... There are some situations like that where there's multiple things to do and then doing one of those things takes up three episodes, you know? True. Following up on Roman gets me to Roman to Isabel to Bottles. To, like, that takes... So even if... 
three episodes earlier, I thought, I have two things to do. I've got to talk to the last few victims and I've got to talk to Roman. If I start talking to Roman and what in my head is like the like finishing off that conversation will take us three episodes. And then it's like I've been ignoring them the whole time. Mm. It's like, no, no, they've always been number two on my list. It's just that number one took me a huge yeah. amount of time. And by the time I get to number two, and so like that's kind of hard as well. This feeling of like, at what point in following up on Roman stuff do I go, I now don't care about you. I'm not going to follow up. I'm not going to finish the sentence that is half formed in my head. <laughs> I'm going to go and talk to somebody else. It feels like I haven't finished off that conversation. Mm. But the finishing off of that conversation is a whole mystery that takes three episodes. So there's an issue there as well that even if I go, oh, I'm going to talk to Chelsea, it's the second thing I'll do, it can still take five episodes out of seven episodes to get there because number one was substantial and I wanted to cover it all. That's why I always think like the, there was some, there was some, being able to use that red strings method of flashing back to random conversations and then flashing forward again where there's like, there's no urgency of time now. There's no urgency of, of, of weird kind of like, I can just cut that off. Like, okay, let's cut that off. I'll follow up on that in a second. But first of all, let me jump back to this other string that I've got. And I think even if I just frame it that way, not in narrative, but in story, I'll be more comfortable with that. Mm. I'll be more like, that's really interesting. I'm going to follow up on that when I next address this point. But there's another point I haven't addressed for a while and jump across to it without feeling like, I think because I wasn't physically in the space for all the red strings, I felt more, well, I'm never physically in the space. I, we don't record on location. We're, we're in a tiny room, well, a normal sized room in an apartment. That's, we're not, I'm, I, we didn't go to camp, I'm saying. We didn't, I know maybe you were thinking that during COVID we still flew to a random summer camp somewhere in the middle of nowhere and started, we didn't. That was all magic. That was all movie magic. We've been, we've been sitting in our apartment the whole time. Um, but no, because I, my character wasn't like there, you know, it can feel more weird to be mid-conversation with someone in character in, t in that time and go, see you, Roman, I'm going to go and talk <laughs> to somebody else. But when I was doing it as like flashbacks, it was quite easy to be like, and then, okay, I'm going to zoom out of that conversation and now say I had this other conversation and I'm going to mm. go over there. And it didn't feel like I was breaking that because I wasn't really there. I was remembering it, you know. So it's much easier to be like, great, shelve that, go to here. Whereas otherwise I'm literally sitting there thinking, and it doesn't make any sense, but it also does. I'm going, well, I'm standing right next to the cabin. It would be weird to walk all the way over to another <laughs> cabin. So no, it wouldn't. All you say is I walk over. But because I'm picturing me already there, it's like, well, I'm, I'm there, you know. Mm. It's like a tabletop role-playing game where it's like technically... There's no penalty to being like, all right, now we walk four days to go to some other town. All right, now four-day walk back. That's fine. But it's also weird. It's like, no, that's eight days. Eight real days. Why would I take all that time? Like, it didn't take time. It took two seconds to say I walk four days. That's more video game than tabletop RPG because well, that can have more consequences I, potentially just, the other thing than that we video did on, games. The other thing we did on Twitch recently was we played an, an escape room where there was time travel. And oh, yeah. it really took an emotional leap for me to be like, now let's just quickly jump back to the to the present and then quickly jump back to the past and then present. But I was like, no, no, I want to complete all of the past, <laughs> then come back to the present and never have to come back. Because we're here already. I don't want to travel through time. Hmm. You know? So I think that those transitions were easier when I was in this like abstracted, I'm collecting the evidence in my hotel room afterwards and remembering what I did. It was easy to jump around. But in universe, when I'm like pretending that I'm there chatting, it's quite hard to jump around as much. Like 
Yes, this is very interesting. I, I don't know, because it's not like I envision you jumping around a lot and the way I design these or expect you to go about solving things. It's just that I expect the the order that I have of how I would do things is different from the order that you follow things. Like for me, getting a quick brief idea of who everyone is is of utmost importance. Yeah, and 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 it should be. Yeah, I just I, I don't know what to say. I just I just go up and do that thing. You know what I'm doing? You know what I'm doing? I'm sitting there, and I'm sure I've done this so many times on all of our shows. I'm getting my plate of food, and I'm eating all the salad, and then I'm eating all the chips, and then I'm eating the entire burger, and then I'm eating all of the little potato side thing. That's two sides of potato. That's ridiculous. But you know, I'm doing that. I'm like, okay, I'll get to the whole meal eventually, but I'm not mixing it together. I'm not putting. I'm not cutting up some, some. See, whereas I, I also feel like I'm doing exactly the same thing. And to me, it's as if you are taking a couple of carrots and then a bit of potato and then a bit of steak and hoping that that made a complete meal. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's, that's how I'm you visualizing what you're step, doing. You're picturing each step as one of the aspects of the meal, and I'm picturing each person as one of the aspects of the meal. Sure, what the hell? So, what our real problem is is that when Danny pictures a meal, she pictures <laughs> she pictures the same people divided up into different parts of a meal, where I'm picturing each person representing an individual part of a meal. That's the real problem we're having. It's not about procedurals and mysteries. It's about, is a single person a pile of chips, or is their hat the chips, their shirt the steak, their pants the salad, and their shoes the salt and My pepper. brain has nothing <laughs> in here. I don't know what's going on anymore. Just apparently, we think different about this Danny has all of her scoops of ice oh, cream no. in a single bowl, where mine are stacked on top of each other in a cone. And I, and I uh -huh. finish each one uh -huh. and I go through, whereas Danny can just, like, scoop through and take a no! couple of each. No, this is exactly what I'm saying. I feel like you now, do. Now, the problem here is that when Danny pictures multiple uh -huh. scoops of ice cream, she's picturing each stage as one scoop, but I'm picturing each person as a single scoop. So one of the other problems that can exist in regards to this, especially when you say that one conversation can end up feeling like a more important thing and a thing to focus on and you can't jump away from it, is the issue which I still haven't fully worked out. I know what information you need to get to you. How much should I specify which character is going to give you that information versus it is just oh, information that is sort of in like out a, there. In like a, when you're writing it, do you say like... Chelsea knows that someone was there. Or yeah, you just Chelsea go... will give you this information because then it's more certain, but it also means that if you don't yeah, bring that up to Chelsea, out. yeah, it will never come up. It is. That's a, but then... That is a tough question, yeah. right? Because you want it to be person-specific. Because I don't know how you're going to go about things. I don't know how to create balance. Yeah, that is, that's, a, that's an it's interesting really question. It's really hard. Yeah, it's hard Why to Why don't balance. we just script this? Because it's fun. <laughs> that's the point is that it's a terrible game that I'm bad at. I mean, a good game that I'm terrible at. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting question. Because like, yeah, uh, what type of information is worth... I mean, can you do both at once? Just go like, here's that stuff that every character has. But also, here is certain information that no matter what needs to be out by episode two. Here's some information oh, you think no I should time them like that? You should all, and so like you have like because again, like no, I don't know when you are going to reach something interesting, which tends yeah, to be when we true, end. But things, I wonder so if like you hard. can put in some limits of like no matter what has happened in the investigation by the end of part two, we need to know this fact because mm. otherwise the audience is never going to get there. All right, right, then let's go with episode one. You talk to Harriet. Talk to Harriet. You talk to Trenton. 
You looked at, I think, you looked at the crime yeah. scene. What if what I wanted for episode one was something that only the kids knew? Well, I don't know. You have, to, I guess you'd you'd have like some hint of it on in the crime scene. Like if you if like, but if you really really wanted that by episode one, I knew that there was a party, for example. Mm-hmm. So what we did get out of episode one, which is very reasonable, is cause of death. Right? I think if we didn't have cause of death by the end of episode one, because I was talking to people about party, I think that's something that everybody should know. Because I think that really restricts people's ideas, right? Because sure. otherwise, everyone's thinking like, and who had a gun? So it doesn't matter who had a gun, no one got shot, right? So I think cause of death is a classic thing that should come out episode one. Okay. But if, for example, I reckon... Th- then there are some things where, look, lots of mysteries where that would be known like immediately, like before you arrive at the crime scene. True. That's by episode one. Done. <laughs> doesn't have to but... be the big reveal, but like... But it's just one of those things that could be like, you know, whatever, right? I'm saying. Okay, we did what get do that. you think these points would have been for this one? The information that needed to come out? Because, I mean, like, it's very hard to res- retrospectively yeah, right. do that because we did they, find ending points. Yeah, we did find cause of death, there was a party, there was blackmail in like each episode yeah. going through. So we kind of did hit those parts. You know, like, the, yeah, but so, really, yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. an issue that we have. We generally are pretty good at hitting the big things. My problem is not then not being able to contextualize those big things by having known everybody in the mm. thing. Maybe this is just something that I need to set up that I need to say to myself by the end of episode two, I will have talked to every major player. Yeah, maybe this just is this the is thing because like, your on. goal, you, you have your goal as solving the murder, whereas uh, my goal is. Eliminate all the innocent people. Yeah, Wait, so maybe that's that sounds bad. Danny wants um, to eliminate all innocent people. You heard it here first. Well, yeah. To me, knowing who all of the suspects are does feel like it is a the first thing to do because the rest of the show, to me, and the rest of yeah. a mystery to me, is crossing them out. Exactly right. Logic puzzle. Again, yeah. I'm not going to start yeah. a logic puzzle until I've written A B C D E triangle Absolutely. squares. Right. So maybe that's what I need to focus on more. That I because I think honestly, help. the things that come out, you're right. I think we hit them pretty well. We hit cause of death. We hit party, we hit blackmail, we hit all these sort yeah, of things. But my big worry the entire time through with this pit in my stomach was that it wasn't going to matter. You hadn't spoken to Chelsea yet. Exactly. You didn't know who she was. My issue you weren't was, going to care. Yeah, so I don't think it's the issue of what comes out. I think we, 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 we get those pretty well. It's that when they come out, I have no context mm. because I haven't spoken to everybody. So maybe that's a thing that I just need to fix. That And maybe a good rule of thumb from this point on, because it's been an issue before. So... My, I think maybe it's because my new... the people who aren't the murderer also have to be interesting and have their own stories. So when you find one story, whether or not it's yeah, the murderer's story, you go to that story. So, yeah, I think maybe what I need to do is set up like an idea of that. I think I think that's a good kind of rule of thumb, right? By the end of the second episode, I should have at least had a conversation of some with everybody. Now that's a lot to get into two episodes. Because some of these conversations go for a while, but they I don't think, have to. They don't though. have to exactly. Like, they go for a while because I keep following. I don't up even on stuff. care if you necessarily talk to them. Just have like an elevator pitch for each person. Exactly. By the end, I should know who they all are, and therefore our audience mm. will know who they all are, and then they can all make these suggestions and their guesses at a reasonable pace. Yeah. Because it's right, right? For this one, when the fact that Chelsea was the murderer, we didn't speak to her until episode five out of seven, mm. and so anybody who's guessing in the first four episodes. It would be wild to guess Chelsea. Now, I'm pretty sure some people did. I think as soon as Chelsea became uh, a an character. existing like, character, that was her. That, people that was started the, eyeing that her was the, suspiciously. That was the thing that people were missing. But so, yeah, I think maybe for me, having a like an elevator pitch, you're right, for every character is 
a good idea mm. by end of second episode. Maybe by second end of second episode, I should have just like a Cluedo knowledge of everything. I should be like, yeah. who are the people? What are the rooms? How? What are the methods that could have been used to kill Fantastic. them? Fantastic. You know, and now I can start ruling out, oh, it can't have been Professor Plum in the study with the And let's immediately rope. rule out five out of six weapons here, because right. come on. Because like... I know that the rope was if over here. it was here, the pistol, we know it wasn't yeah. the rope. So I, I can set that up like like a Cluedo game, like a logic puzzle. Mm. Once I've got at least a vague understanding of all the pieces on the board, then I can actually start crossing mm. them off, ticking them, circling them, putting little question marks, realising I don't have an indicator that means that Danny yeah. probably has one of the three but not all of the three, <laughs> and I need to up my Cluedo note-taking game. Yeah. That's, maybe that is like the takeaway. That's what we've got to do, well, rather what I have to do. Because that's an issue that I've got, which is the I'm not getting a breadth of context so that I can't get enough meaning out of the things that you that are revealed. Mm. And therefore, neither can our audience because they don't have the context because yeah. I'm the one who's supplying it to them. You've got it. I'm the, cour- I'm the courier of context <laughs> is what they call me. Then wait, let's, wait, we're going to start the next one. Hi, I'm your detective and courier of context, Bill. You're good. How many times if I'd added that to the intro would I screw that up? <laughs> Hi, I'm your detective and courier of and and courier of con, and context courier and courier of context, Bill. Mm. That'd be terrible. Yeah, fantastic. I I get worried about mine every single time. I'm your crime scene criminal witnesses and spectacular sleuth secret siphon. I, I, I siphon secrets off to the spectacular sleuth. Oh, okay. Every episode. Every episode I take the secrets and I siphon them off to a spectacular sleuth. It makes me sound more like a secret secreter. <laughs> Just say that every episode you siphon the secrets off to a spectacular sleuth. Just say that. I've, I, it's not so much I can't say it, I can't remember you it. You siphon the secrets to a spectacular I sleuth. I siphon the secrets to a spectacular sleuth. Slu- oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought I'd forgot. Did I forget a word? No, I think you got oh. it. Anyway, what are we doing? I collect... <laughs> Uh, context and courier it to the characters. This is all cut, currently... right? No, this is all in no. there. This is the whole episode. Uh, okay, cool. So let's talk about the actual... Let's talk more specifically about this. Well, this I do still have one. Oh, please, yeah. So the one other thing that I suppose is a big issue when it comes to this sort of thing, and it's along the same lines as the which character is going to convey certain information, is... The improv aspect and the fact that improving, well, I already hate it generally, but I could try to work with it. But in this, it is so much harder because everything that I say is important. Yes. You ask a character to tell you what time it is. I have to freeze for 10 minutes and think, is there an answer I could give that could break it? And I did that like three times when we were recording this and I hope you edited them all out because I would say, oh no, we've got to fix this. I ruined everything. Mm. So, yeah, that happens, and it's really difficult to manage because, obviously, my notes aren't a book length. If I could make a whole novel out of these, it would be ironclad, I hope. (laughs) But, yeah, when I'm working with... How many pages do I have? Three and a bit pages of notes for this mystery. There's not going to be every little detail in there. I would be concerned if I did have every little detail in there, Mm. but it means that if you ask about something that I don't have, it becomes... A panic point. And it's difficult because, like, on my end, I can't not ask you about details. You don't know which ones are because important. I, because there are some details. Like, if I was just like, I'm not going to ask them what cabins they were in. I'm not going to ask them whether yeah. or not they did stuff at the party because maybe Danny doesn't know. 
That would be ridiculous because then I'd never get information. And even then, just because it's a three-page thing, like some information like which cabin people were in, yeah, I had that information. Hmm. How important did it end up being? Yeah, it wasn't any more important than than, than, than anything, yeah, right? it but just like, happened to be what I had. But then there's also the problem of if I ask for information that isn't written down and you just say, that's not in my notes, I can be like, great, now I know what isn't important. I've solved the mystery by being like, and... You know, did did Vicky die at all? And be like, oh, that's not in my notes. Like, she didn't even die. Ha-ha. But yeah, I can't just know you every time because that's the worst of improvisation. Some of your questions mm. might be helpful no, we'll to say, get look, there, and I then have to think about it and just go, cool. How can I make this so that this is a helpful thing? Because it does feel like it should be helpful. Yeah. But how do I make it so that it's the right level of helpful? Yeah. And there, there is some production stuff that goes into that. Like sometimes there's conversations we've had where where I've asked a question that could have been important and end up being like, oh, look, that's so irrelevant but requires so much effort to fit in hmm. let's just skip that so occasionally there have been questions i've asked that we've just thought let's just not ask the question let's hmm. just because the answer is irrelevant but could be super relevant if we got it the littlest bit wrong you know like yeah. what exact time did that happen you'd be like listen that could contradict some other stuff later on and it also doesn't actually matter because they're not they're like so so balancing that's interesting sometimes generally like we don't try and we try very hard not to make it hints for each other well, I can't hear yeah. anything to you. You know well. what happened. But, but like, so that, that is sometimes does happen, uh, right? There's sometimes a production solution to this of just like, eh, don't worry about it. Just mm. cut it, cut the question, move on. Not doesn't matter whether or not Maggie, like if I had said like, oh, and what exact like medal tally did Maggie earn when she was an Olympian? I don't need you to be like, uh, okay, well, um, let's say she got two bronzes, uh, tried for silver, uh, but ended up actually getting disqualified in that heat because she had the wrong shoes on. Because then I'd be mm. like, shoes, it's all about the shoes. And you're just trying to add flavor to a yeah. pointless fact, right? So if I, I'm sure if during it I had asked what was the medal tally, you'd be like, I don't care. doesn't matter. Or you'd give an answer that's clearly flippant. Like, ah, you know, good. She did well. <laughs> Whatever you construe as well, that's but even it. then, but even I then have I'd to be f- like, okay, well, is she well because she was taking the steroids? But even then, I have to freeze and go, wait, hold on. Based on the story, the rest of what I have, is there anything that would contradict her having done yes. well? Yeah, right. And oh, would, like, would you? Would I go? <laughs> oh, if she did well, she wouldn't have needed steroids, so she never would have done the deal. Something so like she that. wouldn't be involved, so she couldn't have done the murder. You know, so there are these things that have reaching implications. Yeah, there's. It's a hard one to balance. A lot going on. And I think on honestly, there. a lot of that needs to be balanced from a production point of view that we need to be more comfortable and I think we are getting I think we have been doing better with this one for this Puzzle. Uh, I mean look I could just being try to, s- to tighten things up in my notes as well so that I know more that's also true you can maybe th- but so there's a balance there of, mm. like need to know more but also like I think especially for dinner party it caused some real problems in terms of s- certain things being uh, uh, there were certain questions I asked where you answered on the fly and then we had to sort of go okay well let's something about like the clients and well I won't talk too much about dinner party now because some people maybe listen to this and haven't listened to dinner party Mm. um but yeah like issues of like who like the job that someone had and then what role they had in relation to a certain case that they're working because they were a lawyer and who they were defending what became like something I think I got super invested in Mm. but ended up being something you made up on the spot yeah, pretty much. And it was kind of like, well, that's not good. You don't want that. You don't want me getting stuck in and stuff. That, yeah. And then you felt like you had to tie that back in and make it relevant. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you could just, we should have just gone back at the start when I asked the question. You should have been like, doesn't matter. And yet, doesn't that feel ridiculous when you ask a question like that to say it doesn't matter? Because that leaves me in a situation of going, no, I should know this. 
And it shouldn't like, This matter. shouldn't be irrelevant. Like, mm. what the hell? But yeah, it's a hard balance. Mm. Um, and it's a hard balance because it's a mystery. Yeah. You right? know what it is? It feels like I have written a little story quickly and you are the editor poking interrogative <laughs> holes in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there the, are the, lots of the holes. I haven't margin. spent that much time in Why this. Why would he do this? Question mark, hmm. question mark. Aren't then, they married? And then mark? I have to, in character, try to defend my choices. Yeah, but it's hard Which because is terrifying. you can't take that aspect away because then I'm not doing an investigation, of right? I can't not ask you questions yeah, about people's backgrounds because I don't know what you have written down. And I don't want to miss where you're like, why didn't you ask, This you format idiot? is a terrible pain. <laughs> why do we do this? But I think we got, I think, yeah, being able to be, and I think we did a lot better in this one at being able to say there were moments uh, I mean, the pauses in between every episode definitely helped, yes. so we could debrief after every single one. But also, there were moments in there were plenty of moments where I asked a question that had a complex but irrelevant answer, and we kind of just said, "Don't ask that question." Mm. And like, great, we'll move on, which is necessary, I think. But still playing the game, it's one of these things that, like, it's still me doing that m- investigation, but just then cutting it out for people. It's right? hitting the point in the uh, typing. Uh, puzzle games where you ask a question to an NPC and they respond, I am not familiar with that word. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Just filling that out, right? And and then removing it so, like, people don't need to see that. In the mm. same way that we do this for Escape This Podcast, when people are solving puzzles, there are certain moments where, like, we'll give them a hint or clarify something for them or they'll be discussing mm. it and we'll be like... Lip. And I cut that out of the final episode because it's like the audience doesn't need that. That's only adding confusion to a listening audience. That's an interesting point that you call into question then, the idea of hints. Do I give you hints through this? And to what extent should I be giving you hints? Because I am at a constant fear in these games that I will just give the whole thing away in one second. I cannot just give you the murderer on a platter. And knowing what clues are going to do that... In my experience, apparently it's none. Like there is no single clue that can ever do that. Um, But yeah, trying to balance that is really hard. And once or twice, I'm not, I think maybe with once in this one and once in another one, after we've come away from an episode, I have said, cool, can you please go in this sort of direction? Yeah, I think that happens. I don't think you've ever really given me hints in these games. But what we have occasionally done is had a discussion as to like, now, we want to get like a narrative flow back on track. So maybe like if I'm considering two options, occasionally I've been like, given that we're on episode X out of whatever, should I go for this option instead of that one? Mm. And you get like a, yeah, maybe go that way. Just cause it'll like, I'll, I'll say you beforehand, that will be a more interesting episode. <laughs> I'm like, great. All right, I'll go for the interesting episode. Yeah. So we've occasionally done those sort of like, not real hints, but just like a, Sometimes we've given each well, you've given me guidelines on pacing. Like, I'll say, okay, here are my thoughts about what I'm going to do. Should I maybe skip that one? Because I feel like maybe that won't mm. be. And you're like, yeah, skip it. Or you're like, no, don't skip it. Yeah, you, there'll be more there than you think. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we've done a few of those before. I hope that doesn't feel disingenuous to people listening. But I think it's the only. It's a little bit of the balance that you need, right? Where mm. it's the hey, let's let's steer it this way just a touch. And get back on track. Mm. I mean, you can tell by my complete floundering ignorance that it's not helping that much. Um, I'm not getting the answer given to me. Um, but, yeah, occasionally we've done that to, like, bring the narrative on track. And mm. I think there were moments with these. I think especially with um, – I had some obsession of being like, I have to go down to the boat area where Trenton is currently yeah. trying to tie the boat up because there's going to be so much there. That's And you've true. got to, like, listen, it's literally what he described. Like, it's like, there is a boat – a section of rope is not there. 
That's the important part. If you go there, you're going to waste an episode finding a boat with a section of rope missing, that getting no familiar. new information. Yeah. Right? I just like really thought, happens. like, oh, you've said that there's a boat. That means that's the next trail <laughs> in the breadcrumb trail. I have to go to the boats. Mm. I have to find this out. There's going to be, they'll find another dead body and it's going to have a note written on it that says, I was killed by Maggie. You know, and you're just like, it's not going to be interesting. Don't waste an episode walking to a mm. boatyard to find out nothing. Yeah. You've already got that information. So th- I think that was the one I remember from this arc. Of yep, me being like, fair. I got to see the boat. And it was just like, don't don't bother with the boat. Like, don't waste everyone's time. Mm. Go and talk to Chelsea, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that sometimes happens, right? That was one that happened in this arc. Let's talk more about this mystery itself. Okay. Now that we've done talking about our own failures yep. and, and desires. Sure. Which is not going to happen every time we do this because... Well, fingers crossed. Ideally, we've now got this out in the open. We'll Hopefully fix it. Hopefully we get better. We'll be the best. The next episode, you'll be like, the next arc, you'll be like, oh, wow. What a... He could be a real detective. And she could be a real murderer. <laughs> um, I've got... Okay, I've got my notes in front of me for mm-hmm. this arc. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, it's hot. Uh I got my notes in front of me for this arc. Uh, so I started looking at the camp. I made some notes. Family drama was a big one that sort of I've, I thought was going to be relevant at the start. Mm. I think because we had a conversation with Simba and he was like, oh, you know, with yeah. kids like these, sometimes yeah, the families. Yeah, you immediately thought the parents like, were important. Pow, that's so relevant. And I freaking froze. <laughs> like I managed to make it the tiniest bit relevant towards the end, but... Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah, that just happened. And... Yeah, but it was, I think it's because of this. I've got it li- yeah. li- literally. My my fir- opening notes are this. Riverwood Camping Centre. Ten kids per camp. Camp counsellors check beds. Found girl dead. Third day of camp. Family drama? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> Whereas, you want to see what my first five notes are? Yeah, please. My first five dot points when I came up with this? All right, first dot point. School camp. Owner counsellors kids. That was my first point. Sure. Okay, uh, next one says second murder of someone in the next cabin who inadvertently discovered hidden evidence. That didn't happen. Not quiet. But it was going to happen. That was the, oh, that was the Roman. It was mm. a, oh, cool. So it kind of had a second attempted murder. Yeah. Was it, when did you change to an attempted murder? Like in, in the episode? Scene? Just because you didn't want to kill No, Roman it was because I was... knew we were right at the end and I figured this isn't going to have any emotional payoff if he dies. And also he's, well, he's so nice. Yeah, that's who people liked him. He's a great guy, Roman. <laughs> uh, third dot point. Pretending it's the camp ghost. What? That never <laughs> happened. No, I forgot about that one. You were going to have it be the camp ghost. Apparently. The camp of ghost jelly jam is here. I must have been the ghost that killed her. He I wanders, planned on making these kids morons. He wanders these halls saying, I'll asphyxiate a girl tonight. <laughs> um, number four, uh, V, victim, was bully. But of course, after she's dead, no one can say a bad thing about her. Yeah, yeah, people not really. pretty people quickly got to her. saying bad stuff about yep. her. And number five, counsellors broke up a truth or dare game earlier where murderer learned details that made them snap. Alcohol bottles as proof of party. <laughs> Instead, I didn't need alcohol as no, proof of the party. I just everyone, said, did you have a party? Yeah, like, yeah, sweet. Absolutely. It was very interesting. Mm. It would have been more satisfying if I'd found the bottles and been like, what about these? I found these bottles. <laughs> what were you doing on a night of the... M- you know. Yeah, but then it made absolutely no sense for everyone no, to be aware of say, this. Yeah, 
Yeah, it worked to, out. Yeah, to not to be aware of it and not say anything to you. Yeah, so it kind of changed in the moment. Mm. But those are very different opening notes. Yeah, They're so kept. But I got caught up in this thing with Simba because I've then got what well, I, I check out the 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 cabins. I talk to Harriet. Um, I'm like writing notes about activities spread around. We got so obsessed with the fact that she really re- rebuilds these cabins every Don't year. Don't say we. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm assuming that was nothing. Of course, it was the nothing. The cabins got rebuilt every year. What? It was just. Would was that just... be? That's yeah. stupid. I, I didn't think it was really going to be a clue, but I just got mad at Harriet yeah. about it. Um, notes about the bunk beds, TV. So in the cabin, bunk beds, TV, ensuite, bag <laughs> shelf, bottom bunk, not pristine, no struggle. Yeah. Whereas my pictures of the cabins and what's in the cabins is here are the five cabins and the letter for which person is in yeah. them: student two and student three, student one and victim. Yeah. Counselor one, counselor two. That's it. Just a rectangle with those letters and numbers in them. So actually going through what specifically was in them. Again, that seems like a weird thing for me not to have considered. Mm. And yet it was just one of those details that in the main murder wasn't relevant. Therefore, I never bothered. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Because then I've got whoop, asphyxiation and I've got on the top of my note that the phone was to be boffined. Mm. Uh Oh yeah, she her phone was definitely always a thing. A thing. Yes, that one was definitely there. I have that at the bottom, like as a Deus Ex marking if we needed it was just, and then your her phone will unlock. Yeah, and that ended up happening right near, like in the final episode. Quite late. Or? Yeah. yeah. Um, because and I didn't want you preoccupied with seeing this I picture and been. then trying to me that phone, spend I'd... all of your time like going back online, going to Vicky's school to find everyone yeah, who worked have, there. You, and I would have. Yeah. I, honestly, I would have. So it was a yeah. good call. Good call on your part because I would have been obsessed with this phone mm. and trying to identify it. I would be like, this is the only thing that matters. Uh, yeah, and then what would this have turned into? If you had gotten that phone, like episode two, you had seen that picture gone to her school to try to identify whoever the dudes in the picture were. If you just sat back and said, cool, I ignore everything else. I spend all of my time and all of my energy doing this. There is very little way that I can say no to that Yeah, in the end. True. And, and then, then what would I have discovered? It would be like, this is a person handing a... Well, you would figure out who that person was. And then I imagine you would spend all of your massive resources figuring out every contact that person ever had, which would lead you to Chelsea. Yeah. And then what would it have been? Done. It would have been like, great, okay. The person in the blackmail, we know it's about Chelsea. Yeah. Done. Let's move right. on. Right? You know, this is the same as if I'd been like day one and be like, okay, I'd look for ex- fingerprints on everything. clothes. On and, everything. And you find it's just Chelsea. Okay, done. Mm. I guess I, I solved it. Yeah. But the thing is, the methods that I have are not necessarily better for that they were just different like i probably could have designed a murder mystery where that was the intended path for you to take Mm. but it just wasn't and therefore this potentially viable path just needed to be cut off and by delaying you're getting her phone i could do that in a pretty straightforward way but there's a limitless number of those paths that I can't just do that yeah, on right? the fly. Because, and it's really quite difficult like to control you've that. you've got the mystery written and I'm also trying to write a mystery at the same time. And yeah. two writers don't write a mystery in the same way, especially when one <laughs> of them's good and one of them's bad. Uh, I said pointing first at Danny, then at me. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, right, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, right? Because when a writer writes a mystery, they can just write it. They just write the whole thing. It's like, great. This is just the truth of it. When I want something to be true, it becomes true mm. and now it's done. And then somebody else comes in and says, oh, what about if this were true or if this was how we did it? Like, well, then I would have written a different mystery. Mm. If Poirot's first instinct was to get in and then like 
drive to a different part of the country, I would have put all the information in that other part of the country. Yeah. But I just decided he exactly. didn't decide to do that. And now I have all the information here. It's super yeah, easy, so guys. All I can do is try to make my path the most compelling path. But that's a really difficult thing to do, much especially, harder than with escape room stuff. Yeah, and especially when we have different ideas of how exactly. we want to be compelled. Yep. Right? You can build the greatest boat in the world that's go that travels so smoothly and so great, but if I take it and put it on a road, it's not going to go very well because <laughs> I was expecting it to be a car. Yeah. doesn't matter how well your boat's designed. It's not going to do very well at all if I'm trying to drive well, it. Well, it can't go 80 on the freeway, so really, it sucks. <laughs> it's a terrible boat. It's the worst boat I've ever driven. But, Look yeah. at how it handles turns in this car park. <laughs> right? It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Right, you want to hear some more else about my notes so you can see where things Yeah, went? yeah, please. Tell me all about your notes. All People right. have heard my notes. Yeah, my, my notes are what happened. Minus three pages notes of notes happened. is not a crazy Just amount. Just read them out word for word. There's very little different. Okay, next thing it says, method, smothered with pillow, plus tied down so no fighting back. Ties removed, but Mark's still there. Ropes used from canoes. Canoes all gone? <laughs> canoes all gone? And yeah, that all happened. <laughs> yep. Allergy drama earlier, but that was Victoria's doing. Sure, that happened. Two to a cabin. Why wasn't Victim's cabin mate there? Interesting. And my thought was, for some reason, I was like, she was there and she was... Well, no, I think I always was like, okay, there's something fishy about her story. Like, I went back and I was just asleep the whole time. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, that's wild. But I didn't... I don't know what I could have done better about that. Right? Like, because... Maybe if I had gone to other people and be like, did you see her again that evening? Because Roman ended up having seen her, didn't he? Uh, no, he had heard, like, they had heard him. Yeah. They, they, oh, no, he may he, have. Yeah, yes, he may of have, course, right? that's so right. He thought he'd seen them. Maybe that's where it could have been. Or maybe I could have just gone on the assumption, like, obviously she wasn't in her cabin. And then when I talked to Chelsea, because Chelsea's the thing that yeah, sells I, it, right? Chelsea is, there were two sets Winnie. of footprints. Winnie, right? Yeah. There are two foot sets of yeah. I could be like, oh, maybe that was See, Izzy. that's interesting because for me, I would have gone with that Izzy and say, cool, she says that she was here in her cabin, cool. That does not put her in any particular position murder-wise. That doesn't rule her out in any way. Absolutely not. It does call a lot of questions that, like, if she was there, if this is true, why not this? Why didn't this happen? And she has no good answers for why she didn't hear a murder happening right underneath her. Things like that. So then going into the, okay, now what if lie? Yeah, what the options that? are either Vicky was murdered, or, like, or rather, what if the truth which is Vicky was murdered somewhere else and she was very mm. quietly put into her bed afterwards. Yeah. What if a lie, okay, she either wasn't in her cabin and she's lying about being there, maybe she has something secret going on, mm. or she's lying about not hearing it because she was in her cabin yes. doing the murder, right? Those like the three, these are the th where the Zelda timeline sure. splits into three, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So Just, yeah, that's... Because uh, like, like, you, you had that idea of maybe she wasn't murdered in her bed and you weren't the only one, like other people who emailed and had questions about that. That never occurred to me in that one. And you know what? Maybe it's because I'd already done that in one of our earlier mysteries of someone's body moving. That was... Oh, well, I won't say. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's interesting. It's like... But yeah, and I... Uh, because that, that just didn't occur to me. The idea of needing to have a way to rule that out wasn't something that I had planned. Mm. But there's ways as well that, like, I think if I'd followed up on it, you could just be like, well, it's super muddy out there. Uh, and she's not covered in, like, mm. mud. She's not dirty. She doesn't look like she's been, like, yeah, so maybe moved that was around good enough. by people. But because you know? I didn't have it in mind. And, like, you did search her body and all you found was some exactly weird marks right. on her wrist. You didn't find mud or anything. been deterred from that idea if I'd stuck fair, on it. would be like, well, nothing other than that, mm. other than the Isabel 
Isabel? Nothing. <laughs> what was her name? Yeah, yeah. Easy, yeah. Uh, nothing about her, other than her, like, I didn't hear it thing, mm. would indicate that she'd come in from the outside. Yeah. There's nothing about the footprints. There's nothing about how she's arranged or arrayed. Like, it would have been, you would have assumed that if that had happened, there'd be there'd this be type something. of stuff. And there isn't. So I could be like, great, now I'm dissuaded mm. from that. Um, yeah, sometimes absence of evidence can be evidence. evidence of absence. Exactly. So, yeah, right, like... <laughs> there is no God. <laughs> <laughs> so what Danny's saying is there's no God and I need to be better at murder mysteries. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that's how I, I think we could have dissuaded that, right? Mm. If, it want, if you want to be like, oh, yeah, that's Yep, that's fair, fair, that's fair. Huh. Next, right. So yes, yeah. and this is why that ended up being such a big thing because that was one of the big problems. She had a roommate. That roommate needed to be gotten rid of, and the best way to get rid of her was the manner that they chose to do the whole secret relationship thing, mm. which ended up being a big deal that ended up sort of focusing on and honing in yeah. on, and then needing to decide: does that mean they are guilty of this thing, mm. or is it a separate thing? Yeah. Is this a Poirot in which finding out on a, a separate thing? has no bearing on the murder at all because people can just be lying about other stuff? Or is this a two-minute mystery yeah. where as soon as one person lies about any <laughs> fact, no matter how obscure, they are the culprit? Yeah, whereas from my point of view, it was literally the reason it was there. It wasn't even as a, let's make her a red herring so you might think she's the murderer. It was a, she needs to be out of the room. That was it. Yeah, it was a justification for allowing there to be... Now, why is it? Like... So you could have, right, you're designing this murder. Mm -hmm. You could have, from the beginning, just been like, great, everyone has their own cabin. Solved. Now I don't need to get rid of a roommate. Everybody just has their own cabin. Mm. Is there a reason you didn't think of that? Or was it literally just you decided it was two to a cabin, then you noticed a problem, then you solved the problem? I think I just thought, well, first of all, I've never been in a camp cabin that was solo. There's always bunk beds. Uh, but largely it was because I want problems yeah. like that. Yeah, you, I this want is ideal, ideal was the, like, it's good to have the idea of, Oh no! What's going on? Oh wait, I've fixed. Yeah, it was very much. If she has a roommate, there are questions about that. That's true. So you want you're kind of create. You're not trying to eliminate all the problems because if you eliminate all the problems, you don't have I just a mystery. And I solve a murder. Yeah. I'm just like she's dead, and she's, what's the um, the Michelin Web sketch? The identity killer, where <laughs> every time he kills someone, he like puts a picture of his face and his name and it's just like, I killed this person. Here's my address. And the cops like, there's no way we're gonna track this guy. He's always one step ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so like, uh, it'll be like that. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> ah, and that'll do it as well. Interesting point, this next dot point that I have here. Okay, S1, who was Izzy, yep. hooking up with C1. Woo-hoo. Other students think they're lying about having a partner, S- S1. Yeah, girlfriend, uh, the boyfriend in Canada. Thinks she's sad and crazy and likely the killer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, I find that quite interesting. But that didn't really come up that people were accusing It didn't so much. And I don't know if I was particularly uh, married to that idea in the end because I know that later on in my head, I very much had the idea of the kids not thinking or even everyone there not really thinking that a kid would murder. Mm, that's true. One of the things that I wanted to do in this arc and again failed to do was basically be like, hey, you random person, who do you think did it? Mm. Right? Roman. What do you think happened? Like, who do you think killed them? I think I did a little touched on this more than I've done before, but I want it to be more of a thing because it allows you to, it allows me to understand and contextualize yeah. and their in this, relationships. In this case, it would have been a lot more of a, a lot of the characters would have said, I don't know, but I know it couldn't have been this person. Like mm. Ramon and Roman would have basically yeah, vouched for each been, other for almost yeah. the entire time, that sort of thing. 
but then, and yes, so trying to figure that sort of thing and then having to go, okay, so these two, if one of them is telling the truth, the other one is likely telling the truth. Now we, now we get to the murder mystery of like, one of us always tells the truth and one 100%. of us tells lies, so I have to ask the right question. So if I go up to the murderer and I'm just like, are you not the murderer? <laughs> then I'll get it every time, right? Fantastic. That's how you solve these. Mm. All right. Uh, S2, who had allergy scare, ends up as second victim. Medicine replaced with fake and allergen exposure something. Yep, nice. And yep. that, that happened. Sort of, yeah. They just didn't die. Yep. Much better. Counselors prepare food. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Just didn't really matter. Uh, then I have my most basic timeline of day one. Roman has allergy scare. Counselors break up truth or dare game. Uh, day two. Vicky instigates fight between Hoskins and counsellors. Um, second secret truth or dare, or dare game takes place. Izzy storms out when no one believes her. And then day three, Canoe goes missing, Vicky is killed. Those all ended up being merged. Yeah, we didn't really break the days down that same way. No, it's, it, that may have just been me like totally messing up the timeline because I know that I very much felt that way. Well, I, I felt, felt scrambled. very confused about the days as yeah, well. Totally on me for that. Uh, but yeah, I had, I had no recollection of them being separate days looking at this now. Mm. But it, yeah, cause it's interesting, right? Multiple days is like a version of here's what should come out by episode X, right? You can be like, mm. by the end of day one, here are the things that have happened. Now we're going to get onto phase two, day two. <laughs> but I think again, it doesn't, that doesn't gel well with what I was trying to do, right? Again, it's like, a, because I'm following this one thing and this one thing, yeah. this one thing, this one thing. And you want to be like, well, that's going to lead to something. So I'll give it to you, but this should have been like a day three thing, but you know, I can't make it day two yet because you haven't done all the rest of the day one stuff. And so it sort of kind of mm. all collapses in like that, where I'm following one three day thread in its entirety before I'm moving on to the other three day thread. Yeah. So I haven't done all the day one stuff when I want to move on to day three. <laughs> so that becomes like a problem. Because mm. this isn't Majora's Mask where you can do that and then go back to day one and yeah. follow a different thread for three days. Yeah. That was another thing that I feel like... Uh got a little bit more notice than I expected to. Vicky's fight with Maggie. Yes. Like, it started out being high ropes course related. For me, that was basically acknowledge that high ropes exists mm. and that people sometimes do them. And just to make sure that you remembered that was a thing because rope ended up being That's where thing. the rope was, yeah. Yeah. But then after that, it was mostly how did this truth or dare game happen? It was because the first one, Maggie broke it up. Vicky wanted to make sure that didn't happen again. She just went, when she vendetted, she vendetted hard. Mm. But it didn't mean that there was more to their fight. Yeah. Which was definitely a suspected thing. Oh, and then after that, I've just got my character intros. I just have a paragraph about each character and just their little bits and pieces. Uh, and that all probably came out in the thing, right? Is that more or less, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like for Trenton, said, yep, swimming enthusiast. Uh, he insists all kids are liars because, well, he would know. Uh, <laughs> he, he's kind of perpetuating a big lie with one of them. So he and Isabella have been sneaking around for a few other days. He means he gets inside gossip on the kids and can share info back, which definitely happened. Yeah. Uh, he knows that they hated Vicky, so entirely possible that one of them killed her. He revealed where confiscated alcohol was hidden and was in charge of canoes and discovers the mm. missing one. 
So yeah, nothing particularly. No, he about didn't end up being the one. He didn't reveal to me where the confiscated alcohol was. He revealed mm. it to the kids. I don't know if that's what that line was originally. What? Well, no, it says he revealed where the confiscated alcohol was hidden. Oh, right. like, as in yeah, to the kids. To the kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all true. That's all. Yeah, nothing too fancy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, not particularly. Yeah, nothing that I have in those is very interesting. No, they were just, just they were my window pictures yeah, for these that's characters. What, that's what I should a little have had bit about what they d- did in the story. Yeah. So yeah, look, we, it's nice to be able to like identify stuff that we can do differently mm. to to keep the flow better and to get on the same page. That's the biggest issue. I don't think either of our styles were needed super refining. It's just they needed to be gelled together because mm. they were too different. Could have been. Like, I know that I could definitely refine these better. Like, by the end of it, so take a look at these paragraphs for the adults. Yeah. And then take a look for the kids. They're just like two lines. Yeah, they suddenly become two lines. I did not care about these kids. <laughs> Even though one of them was the murderer. Yeah, super didn't care. This, These were window pictures. This is your first impression of this kid is going to be this. Mm. Except my first impression for some of them was right at the end of the yep. uh, end of the uh, arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, cool. Yep. All right. So what did I end up saying? Motive. In the truth or dare game, Vicky revealed that she was aware of some drug selling going on at school and she'd been deliberating whether to tell the police. Other kids encouraged her, so she decided she would. Chelsea, competitive sports player, is one of the drug users involved and will lose her future if found out. With Roman, he told Chelsea and Winnie that he'd seen something, a secret meeting between a man and a student, and would tell the detectives. He's talking about Trenton and Isabella, but Chelsea thinks he means her and the drug selling teacher. Yeah. Done. And that that ended up being the the reveal. That was the solution that we kind of put together. So the bare bones of it stayed there. It was Mm. just all of the extra trappings ended up being malleable and not necessarily in the best ways. Now, uh, part of the culmination at the end there was about... Like, there was all this information about, like, who had mud on their shoes, and, Mm. and then there was, like... Uh, Chelsea trying to implicate Maggie specifically by sending in fake information. Was that is that all in your notes? Not even or was that a little completely bit. all made up. No, uh, the idea of it even having mud was just basically to have buried alcohol bottles, which apparently, like the order that I had that intended. Mm. Apparently, I intended you should Whereas discover for me, that mud was so important. Whereas then, only later did I start thinking that could be a thing that we can work with here. But it kind of being too much later because I swear quite early on I made mentions of shoes, of clean shoes or dirty shoes, uh, let me check something like that. I like I don't even know if it was necessarily something that you noted, but you started going through students' belongings yeah, in episode, episode one. one. Uh, episode one. Let me just find my notes. Back in dinner party. Now I'm over in some escape room playtests. Now I'm over at website planning. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's not in my notes anywhere that that was important. But even I, by episode two or three or something, really desperately was hoping that you would ask more about mud and shoes. Yeah. So somewhere early on, I discovered that that was going to be important. Yeah, it's interesting. And what was the other part of that besides shoes? The framing of Maggie. Oh, yeah. That was completely last minute because, well, basically you kept going to Maggie. You kept thinking it was Maggie. Yeah. So I had to go, cool. Well, apparently if I've screwed this up enough that Maggie looks like the guilty one, I've got to make that intentional. It worked well, really well, actually. Like I found it really engaging. It was like, I want to go for Maggie. And then it's handed to me on way too silver a platter. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, that's all a bit odd. I was terrified you were going to accept that platter. It was pretty silver, but I'm, <laughs> eh, I was almost going to take it. But 
I'm pretty sure. In fact, that may have been a thing that I said right at the end that may have gotten cut or maybe not. I can't remember. Which you were sort of going, oh, okay, so Maggie. All right, good. To which I went, who just called you? Or whatever. Who just emailed yeah. that? Why did somebody send this to you? I was like, yeah, good point. Good point. Someone did just randomly email this to me. So that... Like that made that was that worked really well, right? It was a nice way of going with my own failure and turning it into <laughs> a, a, a narratively satisfying. <laughs> twist. Yeah, then it was very much like I'm sure there are things that now, if you go back in the early episodes, that probably don't work for that. I'm hoping that there aren't, or that if they are, they are minor and excusable away. But yeah, I I, I don't know because that was a last minute thing. Mm, I think it all came together pretty well. Yeah. These are all, basically everything about this is like, this is a first draft of an improv show <laughs> is what it feels like. And if we were going to actually perform it for real, then mm, we could make it smoother. we've already performed it. We've recorded it and created real media. But I think that's part of it, right? Part of it is that it, I think, I don't know. I think part of it is that it has that lack of polish because it is a, not even fully improvised, but like a, it is a it is one person trying to figure it out. Yeah, you know? but then it ends up being, you know, much more improvised on my part than I want it to be. Yeah, like, this is not a fleshed out, complete, seamless mystery. It, it I don't know if it can be. If I manage to get one of these that just works top to bottom and is fantastic, then I will consider the show job done. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's what you hear that. As soon as we get one perfect, the show's over. That's no more Soul of This Murder ever again. So I better not be too good. Uh, Likewise. I had a bit of fun with the music for this one. Oh, yeah? Um, no, it wasn't. I was struggling with it a bit in terms of finding a theme. I think when I did Dinner Party, the music was great straight away because I went... Well, look, I mean, I'm not saying it was really, really good music, but my, my process for it was great. It was the first time I put music to something was Dinner Party. Really? And I, and I, and I sort of went, I think even before doing anything for Escape This Podcast. Oh, my God. Um, music really started with this, and I, and, I, and I was like, I've just got a feeling for Hugh in Dinner Party. I was like, I got Hugh's theme. I'm going to play with that. And back then I was doing a lot of loops, like on, on GarageBand, and now I was doing slightly less of that. Uh, most, like a lot of the stuff I'm doing is, is completely just like, done by me uh i'm not using any loops i'm not using any stuff i think for for uh slain singer like i did a lot of loops because they had <laughs> it was so fun with that one because it was just like it's a rock theme right so everybody gets i'll take a different instrument to to play mm, with sure. and i'll just play rock music right so like i'll do for one of them it was like all drums and it's like drums 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 and then like coming with the guitar halfway through because it was like hey they're not a drum or they you know but then in one like this where you've got your elevator pitches i don't know this it's person's a, a dumb kid right so so it was more difficult to kind of be like what's the what's the musical motif of mm. this whole thing and what i ended up with is i had the camp theme which is like done on guitar uh fake guitar but you know pl i just played that on a guitar mm. um i picked a couple of um chords that went well into each other and played with those and transitioned between them, right? It was great fun. Uh, if you ever want to do faux guitar, uh, GarageBand and iPad work so well because you can basically set up different columns to be all the neck of a, like the, the six uh, strings of a guitar tuned to a, a different chord and you can just like jump between them and play all those. It's really, really fun. So I played a lot around a lot with that and I enjoyed doing that. Sounds like it helps um, if you know a bit about what a guitar is yeah, that one, going in. Yeah, that one you need to know at least a little bit of guitar. Otherwise you'd just pick loops or play it like the guitar on the keyboard. Yeah. Um, and then I had a thing with like where the kids, I took the same basic tune 
In fact, I took the same melody and 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 then I changed the backing and I changed the instrument playing the melody. I think for each of the kids, like Roman had the same melody and stuff as as Chelsea, as Izzy, as whatever. And but I changed up how it sounded. I changed like the the, the what instruments were playing things, and I did the same thing then for the counselors. And then Harriet Hoskins had her fancy fancy tune. <laughs> um, so I had a bit of fun with that. I think in the end I was I was fairly happy with it, but I think when you when we got to like dealing with lots of kids at once and jumping between them, I think it was mm. a little bit samey because it was yeah. built on the same tune and we had just like one character, other character, other character, and it felt like I was playing the same song over and over again. Mm. I think, but I, I enjoyed making the music for this. I I, I had a bit of trouble with it, uh, but I, I I liked where it ended up. I think Slane Singer I liked. I really love the music in Slane. It Singer. sounds like you have the same problem with music that I have when trying to do character voices, which is. <laughs> I mean, I could make them all wildly different, but that wouldn't really mesh very well together. And mm. like, if I try to do it in a semi-natural way, they're all going to end up sounding yeah, very I think similar to each other. Because I didn't have like really strong them because they were all still rich kids at a camp. Mm. I didn't have these really strong thematic things to play with them. Like, yeah. I think the dinner party, I played a lot with like, he's the tech guy. Great, I use the tech stuff. Mm. She's the like she's got this like secret stuff. So I'm using like the little secret mystery stuff. <laughs> you know, he's the, he's the kind of uh, jazzy host of the party, rich guy, but he's kind of suave. Great. I take the jazz trumpets and stuff and I throw them all in there. When I go to like Nala and I was like, great. Bumbling police music is wonderful. <laughs> throw it in there. Right? Like I could just play with these things. And I think because I had less of that, I stuck with these idea of like counselor theme, kids theme, owners theme, divvy it up, like change it up for each mm. of those people. Uh, but because I so often dealt with them in blocks, I think maybe there was a, that could have started to sound samey, but I enjoyed the music. I had a lot of fun with it. Good. Um, I've no idea what the next one's going to be, so we'll find out how that works. You and me both. Um, do we want to, I think we've been talking for a long time. This is a long episode. This is longer than any normal episode we do. Oh yeah. Um, but it's been fun to go back through this. Do we want to talk about who is the detective of the arc? All right. So we've got some, I thoughts regarding this because like we've been saying following the way that we structured this and the fact that the murderer wasn't even really talked to until five sevenths of the way through (laughs) it was never going to be easy for people to pinpoint who the murderer was in any timely fashion but then is that the most important thing is that what we're looking for in top to tap in top to tap what are we looking for yeah is it about pinpointing the murderer is it understanding what was going on hmm and that sort of thing. So, like, I had things where the very first people who identified, I think, Izzy and Trenton are having a thing in the background, before, well before it had been revealed by you, oh, before yeah. you knew that. And I basically went, oh, cool, well, that's going to be it. Like, that's yeah, going to be the best it. thing to do. It wasn't about who the murderer was. No, it was, it was seeing what very... was going on and what had gone on so far. Mm. Given the information that was already out, having the best interpretation of exactly. that information. Did, but did they end up with Detective of the Week or is there someone who's, the, well, or not Week, Arc? <laughs> so then uh, as we got further into it, people started having more different ideas about what was going on and there were lots of good ones. People got bits and pieces of the information out. And, of course, as always happens, some people had guesses about what was going on that made me think, oh, that would be so oh much I, I should have done that. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Uh, which was unfortunate for me. (laughs) (laughs) And then as we progressed towards the end, people did start side-eyeing Chelsea and start noticing that she was extremely suspicious Mm. for various reasons. And I think what I've ended up going with, what I've ended up choosing, was people who did quite promptly 
uh, after her introduction, throw the book at Chelsea. But not just that. It was also due to having some underlying information about what was going on and identifying some things that nobody else had found out. Things like saying, ooh, this high ropes course, needing to get up and down in a hurry. There are not many of the people here who could have done that. Yes, interesting. And Chelsea would be one of the people who could do that. And also going into, ooh, what we know about Winnie's character, she wants things to be very dramatic and movie-ish. She could be playing that sort of part, like covering for the friend. Is yeah, a role so they had that she the could most, be it just about and that picking was spot on what I wanted. Was. It was about building it all around the right information and the exactly, right exactly. Which I felt like that was box checking or character crossings yes, out in the logic the, they puzzle were doing sort what of way. I wasn't <laughs> exactly. So uh, the people that I think I got to give this one to, even though it was painfully close and. God, it was a really hard decision. There were a lot um, of really. We'll talk about some. We had mentions. to just sit. Well, Not by name, but in general. I mean, you just did. I have a few as well afterwards. Oh, okay. Well, why haven't you said them already? I was waiting for you to reveal. Cool. All right. Sure. Uh, well, yeah, I think I've got to give it to Duke and Duchess, Trevor and Ashley. Well done. I You had the most things in yours that made me go, yes, that's what I was going for. <laughs> well, wonderful. Good on you. You'll be on our wall of detectives, which again, there is a link below. You can see it. Your name's written up in lights. Um <laughs> Yeah, good work. You've, you've done a lot with the website since oh, yeah. I last looked. Um, I also wanted to make specific mention of our, on our fan Discord, uh, there's a there's a channel for Solve This Murder, which was f- basically, Ooh, yeah, I haven't seen if those. you scroll back through that channel for ages, it is just walls and walls of blacked out text. Te- te- it is walls and walls of blacked out text uh, of people guessing and chatting about the mystery and talking about what they think and who it is making you guesses. And that was really great. There was a lot, like, I, it was close to for some of them uh, in terms of being uh, put up on the wall. It's harder when, when you don't email in the suggestions after discussing them, but still people putting their stuff there. And like, they didn't know, there were a lot of people who had like a, a moment of like, oh, maybe it's Chelsea. And then going off it and thinking, no, it can't be Chelsea. I'm a fool. In fact, when it got revealed, there were quite a few people in there commenting, saying like, I'm so silly. Look oh, at me. Yeah? Here's me from weeks back saying, I think it's Chelsea. And oh, then that's, saying, That's a relief and then to saying, me. And then saying, No, it can't have been Chelsea because of these. I should have stuck with my gut. I'm a fool. Except, uh, yeah, I don't like hearing, No, it couldn't have been Chelsea because that that's not the feeling I want. Well, no, I don't that's, know if they did that. But so a lot of people who didn't stick with their first gut instincts, but uh, real, like yeah, a you lot. You shouldn't have to rely on gut instincts for <laughs> but a lot of mystery. It was a really nice place yeah. for people to, to discuss them and, and bounce each ideas that's off nice. each other. And that's cool because I don't, I don't get to read those. Those ones. Um, so <laughs> you I don't know like somebody's stopping you. Yep. Um, I, I choose not to Discord. Um, yeah, like a couple of people had ones like suggesting that there was a pre-existing relationship between Maggie and Chelsea in some way, some background. Were they related to each mm. other? And, and, and it kind of was. Well, that was coming in at around the same time, right before the reveal that Chelsea had in a panic decided to frame her for it, which I was going, yeah, cool. You identified that there was something linking them very strongly Mm. here. It just wasn't the link that I was choosing. And so, yeah, things like that. I really appreciate it. And it did make me go, oh, man, should I have made that a thing? (laughs) But then if they were secretly related to each other, how could I have possibly kept that hidden for anything? That's not, yeah, wouldn't have been an easy thing. Uh, Yeah, but look, lots of fun... uh Lots of guesses, more guesses than we've had before. Lots of people sending oh, yeah, it emails, was wonderful chatting to read. on the Discord. If I haven't uh, replied to you yet, it's generally because you respond and the mystery isn't over yet. And I go, 
I don't want to hit anything. So if I do reply to you, you'll have noticed most of my replies have been, hey, thanks for that. Sorry, I can't say anything. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so one more time, congratulations to uh, Trevor and Ashley, who did dub themselves the Duke and Duchess of Police. Uh, spectacular guess, spectacular reasoning. And you're going to be the detectives of this arc. So congratulations. Anya. You're going to have all the detectives. All right. I think we should finish up there. Mm-hmm. We do, you do, have any, a... do you have any requests for the next one? Because I haven't written it yet. Any requests? Fewer suspects. Possibly is my fewer. own request yeah, for me. Fewer suspects. Um, no, I think we're both pretty much on a good page of where we want to be now. Uh, just Let's put hope. this one in space. All right. On sure. the space station. Sure. I'll be flying up to the International Space Station to solve crime. Right. No, do whatever you want. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this sort of wrap-up. Again, if you have an idea for a fun name for this wrap-up, uh, this d- dissection, dissect, this or- the wait, autopsy. autopsy. We're going to oh call it the autopsy. Don't give me a suggestion. It's called the autopsy, babies. <laughs> All right, so that was the end of the autopsy. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. I'm your coroner, Bill. And she, what? And she's your... Dead body? She's your corpse... Innards and evidence, Danny. I'm your corpse innards and time of death, Danny. See you later. That's the autopsy. Bye, everybody.